Ciao, Juventini. Welcome back to the AJC. It is myself and Omer to cover the wild, wild match that was Juve versus Lecce, ending 1-0. And no, no, not wild. Not wild at all. Actually, reason why we're starting a bit late, I pretty much just woke up from the coma this match put me into, okay? Absolutely uh, brutal. But, hey, needed the win got the win but we're gonna take a look at it all uh right now omar how you doing man i'm good as good as can be fantastic fantastic that's good to hear i myself yeah as everybody knows yesterday i'm dealing with a house full of uh sick children unfortunately sick wife and today i myself also feeling under the weather we're gonna see how this one goes Gonna see if I can uh, tougher out for the whole thing. Otherwise, we might shut her down early. Otherwise, we've prepared a little bit entertainment for maybe an intermission. Should I need a break? So don't worry. We got it covered. We got it covered. All right. Uh, say what's up to uh, the lads coming in here. Joey Cappuccino. Buongiorno, Joe. Ciao, Alex. Dell saying the result. Yes, performance. No. Alex P. Boring three points. I'll take it after the Sassuolo fiasco. Yeah, at the end of the day. It's all that really matters, not how you get it or whatnot, but still question marks remain. And right now the Sassuolo one brought up questions and now this one is still leaving us with some questions that are unanswered about the team. But uh, we'll recap it really quick. And I'm serious, it's going to be really quick to recap. There's not a whole bunch to talk about uh, in this one uh, whatsoever, but uh, we'll go through it real quick with Omar. Omar, the lineup... So, as expected, we were going to get Chesney in goal. Chesney was in goal. And then we had uh, Rugani, Bremer, and Danilo. McKenny, Fajoli, Locatelli, Rabio, Cambiasso with Milik and Chiesa. What were your thoughts on the starting lineup? Uh, I think it was what we kind of expected. Uh, I think it's also necessary. I mean, to rotate some of those guys, Milik got to have some minutes. In his legs, in case he has to step up, he can't keep performing for 10 minutes every match and expect him to, you know, to be in match shape. And I was kind of disappointed um, where didn't get a chance. And, but besides that, I mean, it was kind of expected. I didn't expect the midfield to change, uh, except for Fajoli. We knew Gatti was going to start on the bench. Chesney is whatever. The rest are pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I had uh, no problems with it, really. Fajoli coming in there, it was time. Locatelli, Rabio. you know, you just hope they'd bring uh, more than the previous match. McKenney has been great uh, as right wing back, I'll say that. Uh, Chiesa's been great. Cambiasso need to come back in at the back. I have no problem with it. Some people had an issue with the inconsistency of trying to set a message because you've got Gatti that's now out. Chesney and Gatti were the two worst in the Sassuolo debacle. Do you think do you think that doesn't necessarily send the full message if you've got one of them out of there and not switching two? No, I think it's the difference of age and, you know, the stature of the guys. Chesney is still older. He had bad games in the past that he had to recover from. For Gatti, it's kind of the, the first one when, where it's really on him. He yeah. made the mistake. So maybe he needs the time out a bit. Tech, I don't know if it will do anything anyway. 
keeping him out. I again, I would have rather seen Perrin consistently, but it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, I had, uh, that's that's a fair assessment and whatnot. Um, send a message him. He's new to the squad. First time he really had to deal with that type of performance. So, yeah, that's a good shout uh, from you, Omar. T- we're going to get straight to the highlights in the first half. Like, literally, this is it, okay? 25th minute hard cross coming in from Big Mac. Almost uh, deflected off the keeper and then off the defender's shin and in, but goes wide. Literally, <clears throat> within this sequence, ball comes out to Chiesa. Chiesa works lovely out from the flank cutting inside Danilo had stepped right up he's just outside the area they work a little bit of a one two Danilo slips it through and Chiesa puts this thing wide at the back post that is obviously the one best opportunity from the first half the rest wasn't really anything special and we go into halftime and talk about that opportunity talk about the half Omer well the opportunity I mean, it relates to the half. There were some good moments in attack that they managed to complete a few passes and get into the area, sometimes a bit too far from goal on Chiesa's weak foot and whatnot. But but overall, it was boring, to say yeah. the least. Not a lot happening, even from the Lecce side. Now, I don't know how to gauge Lecce yet because it's very early and they're like high-flying Lecce right now in fourth place or whatever. But I don't know if they can keep it up consistently. Maybe looking back and, you know, if we're in January and they're back to 16th place, then it's an annoying match. If they manage to keep it up and be a problem for other teams, they, yeah, maybe we won a game that we may not have easily won it otherwise. Yeah. yeah. The first half, it's just, there's not much to say. Like, it was pretty, yeah. pretty drab. And I mean... The same thing. There are negative things to say uh, about passing and stuff, but so this we'll one get to that for me had a combination of some coaches' influence and some players. The players themselves, I think, the execution was pretty poor. Again, others from other than a couple of players, McKenny continues to do very, very well. Kiesa, Kiesa continues to do very, very well himself as well. But the rest, it's like it, it just we had two thirds of the midfield. Drab again, absolutely drab. Fajoli was easily the best one, um, and he was getting involved the way I'd liked him to see. And I honestly, I want a little bit more. But again, we talk about this situational thing and this uh, stylistic thing where they rule out if a team rules out the regista and going through there, these other guys are bombing up way too quick, and they're just going up there. And again, you find yourself in a scenario where you get your backs your defenders, quarterbacking. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Danilo trying to quarterback this team. I don't want to see Bremer trying to do it. I don't want to see Rugani try and do it. So you've got to figure this out. It has to involve your midfielders. You need to go up the field as a unit, okay, when teams are doing that to you. Regardless. The question is who's at fault. That's, that's what interests me. Well, for Arden. me, for this, for this, for this particular thing, it is Max that needs. No, to... not no, not coach wise. I mean, department wise, are the defendant for that for kicking the ball up high too early and not waiting for? Well, no, but uh, this passes, is what I'm saying. Or Arden the Salas have already bombed up there. 
So that's why it's got to be instructed and they've got to come back. They've got to be options. We need to go there. We can't just rely on this because how many times did you see Danilo just pump it up to absolutely nobody? He's nowhere near the lone guy in the vicinity, which is Milik. We can't have that. So no, we got to just... stop with the long balls. The long ball play is horrible. It doesn't work. Like, how many goals have we actually managed to score from those long balls? Yeah, when Bonucci was doing that, you know, with all his faults, his passing is something that can't be uh, underestimated or anything. We don't have that guy now who can deliver those passes perfectly. We haven't scored goals from long shots in, like, forever. And if we did... I mean, it's it's basically luck. It's not a game plan. You can base our game around that. Yeah. I I just, again, I see that stylistically. But then beyond that, again, and this is why I've been saying, even though I've been attacked for a few days here, it's all involved, but it's not just on Max, everybody. Like, it isn't. These players were dreadful. For anybody that's played the game, okay, I don't even care at what level, okay, are you telling me you get this ball in these areas? Are you looking at your coach to for him to tell you what to do in these scenarios? Absolutely not. These guys have minds of their own. They have brains. They got to figure it out. They have to figure it out because the execution from them was poor. The touch was brutal. The decision making again, like just took so long for them to sort it out. And then on top of it, you have these Metsalas that are bombing forward. And again, we're leaving guys that shouldn't be in charge with the ball at their feet in charge. So we have a couple things at play. But ultimately, I'm starting to like need way more from these players. I'm starting to need way, way more from these players. Especially if these guys are going to be locks. And I'm talking about our midfielders. Locatelli and Rabio for me were brutal yesterday. Now, again, Rabio's been like this split amongst the fans where some were saying, well, no, he won us the game. He keeps doing contributions. He's off to a good start. Like he's doing fine. And then there's others that are completely against him. What's your assessment so far, Rabio? What was your assessment of Rabio in this game yesterday? And I guess we'll talk about it because that's really the only highlight we got to talk about. The one nil goal, 56 minutes yeah, cross him, so settles it. Plays it over to Big Mac. He puts it over to the back post. Rabio heads it back across goal, and Milik puts it home. And that's our goal. Scrappy, scrappy, 1-0 goal. It's all we needed in the end, but there you have it. So your thoughts on yeah. Rabio? I think he hasn't arrived yet this season. I, I don't know what's wrong with him, but he's well below the level he was last season. Uh, in like every aspect of his game, something is either wrong with him or I, I don't know. I don't have an explanation for it. And that's an annoying question because I tweeted it, tweeted it out yesterday or X'd it out. And Lucatelli and Rabio are untouchable in midfield, especially in this season. We'll see them play, I, I guess, 37, 36 matches from the entire season. But neither of them look like they deserve to be. I'm sorry, both of them don't look like they deserve to be untouchable. And they're not like, you know, like your Pirlo's who you can take out, who can suddenly create a goal from nothing. Those guys you have to keep on because you never know what they're going to bring. They usually, they, they end the game the way they started it. Uh, so they improved a bit in the second half. 
but I thought both of them were bad and both of them were bad for most of this season, you know, barring the, the Lazio game. I don't know, so some rotation is needed there. They need to feel a bit more threatened for their position. Definitely not untouchables for me. Yeah. And we have uh, some comments here. Tony Trim, you're right, Al. The players have their own brains. However, they have had it drilled in their heads for three years on how the coach wants them to play, forcing them to back pass all the time. Yeah, but still, is you're a professional true? footballer. You can't miss a five-meter pass that badly. You just yeah, can't. like Dells is saying, Al, it points to the fact that they don't train well. They should, uh, or sorry, I just had it up here, lost it. Come on. They don't train well. They should, at this point, know generally what our game plan is, and I can excuse the occasional failed execution, but they look clueless at times. Yeah, but again, there is moments where you can see the option watching the game. You could see where they need to go. You could see where they need to progress the ball. Yesterday was not a scenario where our tactics, our training failed us, or our game plan failed us. Especially in the second half, when Leche tried to do something, even though they mustered absolutely nothing, okay? And what, they finished with two attempts? Nothing on target, so that's the perfect bounce-back game for Chesney. Didn't even have to make a save. Um, but that was not a problem. These guys falter time and time again in the crucial moments. I saw Rabio in the 65th minute uh, going for goal with Chiesa flat at the top of the area, waiting for an easy layoff. I seen guys uh, trying to dribble when there's an easy outlet. I saw Cambiasso time and time again. I'm not sure why he doesn't want to cross the damn ball when he does have options in there at the time. Like, over and over and over our tactics our gameplay our system did not hinder us in getting into leche's attacking area like we were all around it the guys just have no idea and at the end of the day no matter what i'm coached no matter what i'm trained no matter what's going on in all my years of playing when i get out there on the pitch it's me against whoever's on the opposite side and I do whatever the hell I can and figure out how I'm going to break through and whatnot. The performances are on me. I've never come off a pitch and been like, man, I shit the bed because of you. To a like, I've never done that, okay? And I would never do it in a game where the team that we were playing did absolutely nothing. This is a game, a team... Okay, with their wits about them, should have easily, easily taken control of and won 3 0. Easily. Easily a 3 0 game, this one, in my opinion. I don't see anything tactically that I see some tactical things we can work on and get better, but they didn't like hinder us in this game, in my personal opinion. Omar, your thoughts? I kind of agree. I don't have a lot to add. I mean, the players need to take responsibilities too. The, the players I give most, you know, I, I criticize the most of the players I expect the most from. I expect a lot from Rabio and Lucatelli. Because I know that if Fajoli has a bad game, he gets, he gets benched the next one. Yeah. So no, no point in criticizing him. He pays for his mistakes uh, every game, basically. 
but the guys that don't, even, you know, I would even throw out maybe Milik, maybe Vlahovic. Uh, I, expect, I expect more from these guys. Kostic, Bremer, the guys who are a bit older, has been here a season or more. Um, so, I don't know, there, there's just some elements to the game that you, you just catch your head and like, how do you miss that? How is that shot so weak when you're free to shoot? It, it's elementary stuff in football. Yeah. It's crossing while running. It's it's double passing with each other. With each other. I mean, those are the things that infuriate me. I, I don't care if a long shot is way off the target. It happens. It happens to everyone. Fine. At least they tried. But when you're just outside the area and you shoot it hard, low, I mean, not hard, easy, and straight at the keeper, that's a wasted opportunity. Chiesa can't be the only one running around, getting into the area, freeing himself from defenders. Someone else has to do it. And we have to work on our crossing, low crossing mainly. We get into that position a lot, but we never manage to complete the pass. Yeah. Delt, so are you at the point the players are just not good enough for the Scudetto standard we hold them accountable to? I'm at the point where I don't have... I'm losing the belief. I feel when I watch this team, when you're coming out for a game that you are supposed to take control of, you're supposed to get this victory at all costs, it's important, and set the tone for what happened against Sassuolo, and I see the majority of the players play the same fashion, making the same mistakes, with a lot of them having the same lack of desire or drive seemingly in their work rate and effort. I feel like I believe in them more than they believe in themselves. And that may be a criticism that can be aimed at Max Allegri, but I feel like these players don't actually believe. I feel like I believe in them more than they do themselves. There is a mentality thing here with these guys. And as Omar alludes to, it is, it is basic, basic fundamental errors these guys are making. Okay? It is just... It's it's a bit of everything. It isn't just strictly players. It isn't just strictly Max. But, you know, it's why I feel, and even dating back to last, last season, that I'm not 100% convinced another manager comes in and all of a sudden we just start ripping. I don't think that's the case. I really, really don't. Like, there, you need guys that are really, ready to, like, take the lead on a team that's, like begging for some type of resurgence in DNA. And we don't have them. I don't think we have them. Chiesa is the guy I can point to now. Locatelli, my doubts are increasing, if I'm being honest. And everybody knows how much I love Loka. But my doubts are increasing by the match. Omar? Yeah, Locatelli is starting to turn a corner, but, you know, in a negative way. Because I held out long for him, but... Okay, let's say he's been played out of position. Maybe that's not his best position, period. He's been under the same manager for three years, so obviously something isn't working and we keep trying it. He's good there, he's good defensively, but offensively he has completely lost it. He was very effective offensively at Sassuolo. And now, okay, he has one assist to Vlahovic, but 
beyond that, I mean, you have to go back to maybe March, I believe, of 2021. Oh, sorry, 2022. He has one assist here, one assist there, but he's a midfielder. He's not uh, contributing enough to the attack. <clears throat> Rabio, okay, he he took the load. He took a lot of the offensive load from midfield last season, but if he's not doing it now, it's a problem. We need all of them to step it up, especially yeah. those guys. And the lack of leadership is is really felt around the club on the pitch. Yeah. Really feel yeah. and you know not maybe not defensive wise. I mean, when you have a good team, you have at least one leader, natural leader, in every department on the pitch. If you look back at former Juve teams, and you had one guy with character in goal, in defense, in midfield, in attack, so they all kind of you know work together, and no one ever gives up, no matter where he plays. But when we have like Danilo trying, and I, I know they're saying Rabio is the leader in the dressing room and whatnot, but it's not it. It's not it. I feel like there's you. There's a big character missing in this team, and I don't know where we can get it from. Yeah, and I, and I feel I feel the same way. And again, in saying that, doesn't give a coach the pass. It doesn't because there's still things we need to work on tactically, obviously, positionally, but. Again. But we've been talking about Max for three seasons. Maybe it's time we talk about the players as well, more extensively. Exactly. And this is going back to Locatelli, which, in which Apex just simply says, Loka sucks. I don't necessarily agree. But <laughs> number one, it's great to see you back here. I was thinking about you today, Apex, wondering, hey, where the hell did Apex go? It's great to see you back in the live chat, my friend. Yeah. Everybody, please drop a like while you're in here. All right. Um, <clears throat> I don't think Locatelli sucks. Okay. But... He has got to find some continuity. And I was talking about this today. And out of position. Players out of position and whatnot. And Max, you know, like this team's struggling. Like we got to bail on the 3-5-2. Well, what does that explain about a guy like McKenney? A guy like McKenney who has tried to get shipped out is playing at right wing back and is making it his own and is putting in shifts. I would say... Right next there, his name is right next there with Chiesa over the past two games of guys that look like they give a shit. He, out of position, okay? But, again, going back to the players themselves, going back to this pride thing, I don't care where the hell I played, okay? I'm just looking at it from a player's perspective. I'm going out there. To give it everything I fucking have and make an impact. Like, Deuce, I don't care where you play me. And overall, look at Chiesa. Why is nobody talking about this all of a sudden? That Chiesa is being this influential player, this impactful guy. And he's doing it as second striker. I always said, I don't care where you line these guys up on team sheets. It's the roles. It's what they do. It has to suit them and whatnot that he could play that role and he's proven that now all of a sudden this talk about these guys that are out of position it's kind of fading away so these guys just need to man up sack up and do better and bring the proper level and standard game in game out that's not hard regardless of what you're being trained regardless of what you're being drilled it's a matter of pride and what these guys are made of like, yeah, we I, need to ask more agree. of these players. Otherwise, 
I don't care what coach you're going to be bringing in here. We're not going to, we're, we're going to struggle for a long time. We need the right characters. And it's clearly evident. Yeah. If you're going to look at the guys that are at that standard to everybody else, it's clearly evident on the pitch how big that gap is. Because from Chiesa down to whoever you put at the next closest, there's a big, big gap there in what we see as far as the drive and determination. That's I also just me. agree with um, Matthew Curti here that the players look limited in, tech, in the technical point of view. They are. Yeah. Some of the players' technical play, technique, mainly... Uh, again, the fundamental stuff, stopping the ball, passing while running. Make, I mean, those basic things you learn when you're a kid, the first thing you work on are lacking. To too many players, if you have one like that, two like that, you can, you know, make it disappear. But to your point, um, yeah, like, we really need a Mandzukic, a guy that no matter where you put him, you know, he'll fight like it's his position, has always been, and it doesn't matter who's up against him. You have still have that element of fear, um, especially after the Sassuolo game. They were very afraid to concede a goal in this match. I think so, for me, we need a general in the middle of the pitch. Yeah, we can't be a team that breaks down after conceding one goal, and we were last season. We were a team that completely couldn't win after they conceded. We had like what one. The entire One win in the last 22 where we've conceded, I believe, or 23 games where we've conceded. It's like one win, six draws, 16 losses. Yeah. So I don't even want to put the blame on anyone. I don't care if it's Max or if it's the players or the management or whoever. It's just not good enough for you. For what and you this, this is a great point from Jeremiah. Players getting comfortable, expectations too low so this this is a thing where it's why i don't like when max talks about top four because number one it's not true we all know it's not true we know what the aim is okay he's not fooling anybody okay still as a player okay if i'm there I don't really give a shit what he says about that. Like, we know what the expectations are in-house, regardless of what he says out there. And again, it's kind of one of those things where people were challenging me after yesterday's live I did, saying, how can you say Max is babying these players? And I'm like, well, that's how I see it. If a guy's constantly deflecting, okay, and not willing to take on that that aim. Like for me, I think he knows how mentally fragile this lot is. That's how I see it. Maybe they can't handle those expectations. Maybe that's when all the talk kind of hyped up. They fell flat on their face against Sassuolo. Maybe they should stop talking about what position they'll be at the end of the season. Does it really matter? Does it really create anything? Stop answering that question. Stop saying we're challenging after every loss or every bad game. We are challenging for top four. We're aiming to get back to Europe. Stop talking about it. We don't care. You know we don't care. The players shouldn't care. They should come to each match without looking at the end of the season. So is yeah. Max. I'm and, and tired of thing. hearing. I thought like, the same you know. thing. 
I thought the same thing. I said, when you're talking about that, okay, I would have said the same thing. It's just time to stop talking about favorites and say, you know who the favorites are? Like, it really doesn't matter who the favorites are. Because at the end of the day, whoever wins the Scudetto is the team with the most points. And that may not yeah. necessarily be the favorites. And the favorites can what? change throughout the season. And just end it at that. Fucking end it. Okay? Who who had their money on on Napoli and Milan in the past two seasons? Nobody. No nobody. Now literally nobody. And this is one of the things why I do still say there's an element of coaches' influence that we can't ignore, even though you know mm -hmm. I'm starting to really get frustrated with our players from what I'm seeing on the pitch that I actually put towards the players. But we can't ignore a coach's influence either, okay? And I think Rudy Garcia right now with what's going on in Napoli is a prime example of that. That's the same midfield, okay? And it operates nothing like what it did last season. If you want to talk about Conte, are you telling me that that Azzurri side he went on that run with has a better midfield, a better midfield than Juventus currently? Not even close. Not even no, close. No, they might have. No, no, they might have. I mean, there were still the Rossi and Marquisio in that midfield. Those are characters. Sorry. Those okay. Are but for the majority, you had Montelivo, Giaccherini, and because yeah. Marquisio got hurt. For the most part, he didn't even have Marquisio. Okay. Yeah. The main problem was attack. And De Rossi played as a center back too, but regardless, regardless. Okay. Mm. I'll concede there. Okay. If you want to look at Inter for as an example too, and I got challenged on this one, and I'm still going to challenge this. Barella, Chalanoglu, Mikatarian. I'm sorry. Two-thirds of that midfield is Chalanoglu and Mikatarian, and they perform completely different than how Juve's midfield operates. Okay? Yeah, and who could forget Barolo? That's right. <laughs> Oh, the, ma the magical Parolo, yeah. So, listen, like, we can't, like, ignore it. And if I'm looking at how Inter operates their midfield, it's the one thing I talked about with us that I see happening. The Metsalas bail out immediately. And the Regista is simply sitting there. And if he's marked out, it goes to the guys you don't want leading it. Inter rotates the hell out of their midfield it doesn't matter who's that one guy coming back with it. and even when brozovic was back there barella was still coming back chalanoglu when he was playing the outside he was still coming back like these guys get involved these are all players that want to be on the ball that can direct and everything now if you're gonna look at that midfield and tell me that okay rabio's probably a little technically limited to come back and operate like that i'd probably say yeah you're probably right but Moretti can do it, Fajoli can do it, Locatelli can do it. Like, so even if you want to rule out that one guy, he could still come back and help and bring a defender with him, accept the ball, switch field. Like he should still at least be capable of just doing that, bare minimum. But I'm not yeah. sold that these guys are just miles ahead of us in terms of quality. I'm not. No, they. I, I think they are, um, at least midfield-wise, but... Because Inzaghi is, you know, he knows how to use them. Okay, he he understood what Mkhitaryan can bring because Mkhitaryan played 
very differently at Dortmund, at United, and at Roma. He played more advanced, like some sort of a CAM. Now he's a replacement for Brozovic. Chanologulu was mid at best at Milan. And he figured out how to use those guys correctly. And yeah, Barella is better than all of our midfielders. Sad to say it, but that's the reality. So some of it is due to coaching and correct positioning. And some of it is just to the player themselves. I mean, I'm not shocked that Mkhitaryan, there's a reason this guy is st- still plays at the top and this advanced in his career. Maybe we're missing some older guy in midfield. Someone with character who has won titles, who, who understands how to, you know, just manipulate himself during games and when to go out on counter, when to stay back, when to pass forward, sort of a metronome like Pirlo did, but not exactly Pirlo. I'm not expecting us to bring a new Pirlo. And I think you're muted. Ah, you're muted. Berto, you're muted. Fuck. All right. (laughs) This is why I'm saying these guys need to sack up. You've got no movement. And again, when you look at how those other teams operate, the movement is... We may as well be standing still in comparison. And for the most part, we actually are in the middle of the pitch. The movement. These guys are moving everywhere. Again, we saw it yesterday where Fajoli is yelling at position at players to get in the proper position. That can't, that can't happen at this level, you guys. It can't. Mm-hmm. But it does. Now, I... I... I agree with Jat here because we talked about it in the green room earlier. There's also the impact of our defensive line sitting way too deep no matter how we play, which invites counterattacks. Because we want Lucatelli pushing forward and spraying passes like he used to do. Um, but he has to keep an eye out back because the defense is too far apart. So every attack we concede is a counterattack. It's dangerous. And we considered four goals like that against the Suoro. Well, not exactly like that, but some of them. But it's a recurring problem. Uh, problem. We need to push up as a team. That's th- that's where I'm seeing a big problem. We don't push up as a team. And we always try to rush forward and run forward and pass it to the guy who's furthest up the pitch. And we need someone to dictate the play more calmly and under- understand the fluidity of the game. It's not down even to technical ability or physicality. It's just Makatarian is a smart guy. Okay, he knows how to distribute the play. We're missing someone like that at the moment. We have guys who have the lungs to run all game, fine. Technically, they're, you know, they're lacking, all of them. And I, I don't want to look to the youngster and say, yeah, there's, there's our salvation. These are the guys, because I don't want to put that pressure on Miretti and Fagioli. They yeah. should be integrated like they do, switching up with each other. But there's a character missing in midfield both from a leadership standpoint and like a metronome standpoint. Yeah. What's interesting is that Fabrizio Ravanelli spoke uh, yesterday, essentially saying the exact same things I said yesterday morning that you could, it was very telling when um, you go 
2-2 in that game to Sassuolo. And then Sassuolo faces nothing after that. It was as if the job was done from Juve, shelled up, yeah. and that was it. And that just that tells me a lot about where these guys are and where their heads at. But again, who was the one driving? Who's the one pushing? Who's the tr- who's the one trying to get that urgency going? And it was Federico Chiesa. You can't have one guy at that level across eleven. You can't do it. You can't do it if you want to have the true expectations that many of us were hoping for going into the season with one competition. You can't. You can't do it. You can't do it. You're gonna have blackouts. You're gonna have consistency issues because you've got one guy, maybe two, if you want to throw in McKenny, that are that have that that drive to them. You're not gonna do it. You're not gonna do it. So there's, and this is why I'm leaving so much still for these players to get out there and do it and it's time to stop babying these guys it's time for them to sack up and man up and realize that at the end of the day you don't go out there and play games and look at your coach like what should i do now what do i need to do now like that is essentially what we are saying when we put these games all on max especially when max is not that type of guy it's not that type of manager who tells you what to do. He likes the freedom. He likes letting players decide for themselves. Re- regardless, like I mean, you're you're a professional footballer. You're getting paid a handsome amount of money. Okay, you've made it to this level. Prove that you're worth it. Like, do this for yourself, pride. Like, I don't understand how you can't get motivated. Like, even on your own, even if you don't have a motivational coach, and maybe he's a man manager, whatnot. Like. I still don't understand that. Like we've played competitive league games in this city I live in, whatnot, and never had a coach or whatever. Nobody had any issues getting hyped up, getting pumped up, or getting ready for games and whatnot. Like it's just, I, I just I can't fathom that mentally for these guys to keep getting excuse after excuse after excuse given to them by the fan base. At what point do we look at these guys and just say you need to do better? From your own standpoint, from your own individual level. Like, out of our current roster, who besides Chiesa can walk into the management room and say, I want a pay raise, and he'll actually deserve it? Or which guy can we sell for 70 million and it's actually justified? Not because we spent that amount of money on him, because he deserved that amount of money in today's market. How many besides Kiesa? No, pretty much. And this will happen. It's the coach. Okay, it's the coach. Look, Allegri has his fault, but we've mentioned them for three years now. We've talked about them over and over and over again. The problems are still there, but at some point, I mean, it's not like we have world-class players all over that are malfunctioning because of the coach they have to take some responsibility too they make high salaries they're professional athletes and the club the board everyone has faults here and the players shouldn't be protected no and here's another thing the main reasons that we talk about and everyone is saying it's max it's max it's max it's based off speculation like, if you're telling me the players are fed up, they don't want to play for Allegri anymore, that's speculation. 
unless you're back there behind the scenes. It's kind of like earlier when we were talking about the training. The training isn't good enough. We don't know what the training is. You can't base a double session off a two-minute clip put on TikTok. Like, we have no idea. We have no idea. All right? And again, some of these guys are repeat offenders. Would you say that all the things that we kind of piss and moan about this current squad weren't present for Pirlo? Pirlo was kind of a different story. Uh, we know now mainly because he didn't have proper midfield. And Ronaldo, we know now that players said that everything's changed mentally for the team once Ronaldo came in. Bonucci talked about it. Bernardeschi talked about it. They couldn't talk about it while they were in the team. Um, but that's maybe too big of a character for these type of players. So Pirlo, it was his first in. I didn't expect a lot from Pirlo, management-wise, you know, in managing the players and the team. But he still had Buffon and Chiellini and Bonucci and some other characters. You know, Ronaldo, for whatever you want to fault him for, he always shouted at players to join. And, and I mean, he has his faults. But he also always wanted to win and always pushed forward and didn't like the, the, the low blocking line and stuff. So we're missing characters. That's that's my main gist of all this talk. We're missing characters on the pitch to, you know, shadow players, push the team forward when they don't have the energy to do that. And yeah. it seems like, you know, because Max is happy defending. <laughs> I mean, he likes the, the one goal and sitting back. We know he, he likes it. He hates conceding more than like scoring. Let's put it that way. Al, do you believe that three years in with the same group of players, no coach in the world could achieve better? Pirlo and Sadi don't represent the vast different levels of coaches. They don't. But again, they're symbolic of what's been gradually happening at Juventus. Where's the massive boost in quality to the roster that's taken place? From the guys that have left... To the guys we have now, where's this massive boost in in terms of players? For us, yeah, there wasn't. the The transition was not that good. It's mainly due to Paratici. Okay, we didn't plan ahead and didn't replace players. You know, sometimes and I I'm you, not concerned. You need with... to bring in a Matuidi. Sometimes you need to bring in a guy like that. You know, for all his faults, but his experience. You know, he had his his positive things about this game. And we can't replace everyone with promising youngsters who may or may not be good enough for that level. So, yeah, landing a Makitarian or a Giroud is obviously effective for a team. And we failed to do that. I mean, I'm just looking at this thing. And we keep wanting more. We keep wanting more. We keep calling for a coach to, you know, get more. But we don't actually know whether or not this is just where it peaks for this group. That's speculation. It's speculative. No, I, and, I this will is, say... and this is coming from a guy who wanted Max out last year. Okay? That's me. That This is me, everybody. You guys know where I was. You know where I stood. You know what I wanted to see happen. But year in, year out, at what point... Do we start to ask the questions 
of these guys. And at what point do we look at the fact that we knock our coach for the massive amount of lineups he plays over his two-year span or whatever? He follows up a strong match against Lazio with the exact same lineup. And nine out of those guys shit the fucking bed. Same exact lineup. Same team. At what point do we start looking at these guys and asking more from them? Look, um, I'm still on the Allegri out train. I, mainly because I look at other teams with, let's say, lesser players, at least in our eyes, that can still do better. I mean, I, I guarantee if you put the Zerbi in this team, he manages to pull out more because he manages to do that with Brighton in the Premier League and most of their team is unknown. Okay, I can single out two, maybe three players who are actually deserve to be where they are, but they're, they're overperforming if you look at their roster. Marcelo Bielsa took leads, I don't know where they finished, 10th or 11th with him after they got promoted. Without him, they went down back to uh, the championship. So managers can have the effect. You don't need, and that's my point is we don't need 11 world-class players on the pitch. So I'm still on the max out, and I don't think... I, I remember the, the sentence from uh, the quote from The Dark Knight. That's what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. That's kind of how I feel about this team, with Allegri and the players. Something isn't working there for both sides. The players are not doing well enough, and Max can take them far uh, further than what he has taken them so far. What about Something the lesser teams that dominates? Why don't they dominate uh, other big teams? Is every player Juve signs just massively overrated? Well, that would massively play into our player thing, would it not? If we're talking about lesser teams that dominate us and they're not dominating other big teams, I would still point to, I, again, just on a pride level, on a sense, I'm not getting it. And I, I mean, Chiesa spoke about it to great length recently with everything that happened from Sassuolo to this game yesterday. It's It hits different when you put the Juve shirt on. That never goes away. Whether we're 7th in the table, whether we're 10th, whether we're up top, it'll never change. It'll always be like that. And maybe, just maybe, maybe, just maybe, some of the guys aren't cut for the shirt. And it's okay in saying that. And... In saying that, it doesn't excuse a manager who at the end of the day <clears throat> needs to get the job done with whoever he has still. But right now, all I'm saying for me personally, if I'm looking at the opening six games of this season, nothing Max has done has been the reason why, and still through six games, We've only drawn one and lost one. So it's not dire, everybody, okay? But everything and the calls he's made, the decisions he's made, the way we were playing, which two games ago, everybody could see the change in sequences, some progress, something start to kind of develop. Nothing he's done is the reason for me that these guys are falling flat, even in games sometimes where we're getting the results. This has been an issue where Juve can't find a strong, solid 90 for multiple coaches. 
having a tough time breaking teams down that rule out your regista that form the wall at the back that has been consistent at Juventus. It's look, it's more to it for me. It's more to it for me. Look, let's let's flip the record, okay? Because I mean, if I was tuning in right now, I believe we we have lost the match horribly. Um, so let's look at some positives. Let's try to find some positive out of everything that's going on. Like, wh- what did you like about the game last night? That Kiesa and McKenny are keeping that level and hopefully others will follow that's really okay. that's really it for me okay mckenny is a positive i mean no one had his money on that let alone as a right wing back and not a midfielder we all expect him to go out but maybe that's you know it's telling that uh, the level is low if a guy like mckenny is one of our best performers uh, this season what can we make of that I'm going to go back and say what you guys don't want to hear, that we just got to get these guys. I, I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. And you guys know where I stand. And I'm by no means am I Allegri in. Everybody knows I've said the same thing for the past two years. I don't give a shit who the coach is. But I'm going to call it how I see it. And maybe just maybe when Locatelli gets bounced from Milan, goes to Sassuolo, plays very very well and i know people want to tie it to deserbi and whatnot but since he's come to juve it's not what we probably would have thought we signed up for okay solid defensively but i think there's way more there and we've seen it we've seen it recently there is way more to him but why can't he do that and if you're trying to tell me it's the coach it's the same coach that coached him in the lazio match same coach. At what point do we start to question these guys? For me, my belief is I believe in these individuals more than they believe in themselves. And if you want to tie that to a manager, a manager that's not giving them that belief, okay, I could see that. But at the end of the day, even myself, I need to do it. I need to do it for myself. I need to have that inner belief. Okay? I'm just saying and uh, I love this comment. It's okay. You guys can boo. You guys can boo. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you. I don't think anybody walks into this team and magically all of a sudden Juventus is corrected and we just start steamrolling and moving forward. I, I just, I don't see it. I don't see it. Okay. I think we need a few more players. I also think we need a new coach. That's, I, that's my main takeaway. I believe uh, from that. That we need we need some roster work i don't think we have the guys to carry the consistency i'm starting to really really doubt that we have the guys to carry the consistency to get the job done to be honest i hope i'm wrong okay and i hope they sort it out and they pull it together depending mm-hmm. on what happens and i said this before that we can't be happy with just top four we can't And this is one of the things where I start to separate from the players. But they're still involved in this. And this is what I'm trying to get at. Okay? You can talk about top four all you want, whatnot. But I have a real problem when we start to accept it. Okay? 
And this is something we've talked about a lot over the past little bit is expectations. That should never be the aim for Juventus, top four. And this is where, like I said, I get a little upset and frustrated with Max. Because he can't keep saying that. Can't keep saying that. And these players can't expect that. You know what? They're going to fall into top four with a mediocre season. They can fall into top four, if we're being honest. Looking at everything, everything else happening, looking at these other teams so far, six games in, like, I'm confident top four is fine. Does anybody feel like we're not going to reach top four? No, I feel like we're going to reach top four. I also feel that it's, except for the money involved, <clears throat> uh, I don't think we're cut up for it. Um, you know, roster-wise. Because if the main guys play the European games, I'm not sure our subs are good enough you know, to challenge in the league as well. That's an issue. We have seen injuries left, right, and center when we played, uh, when we played three competitions. Um, yeah. So... I want the money. We need the money that the promotion gets you. But actually challenging, I, I don't think I'm ready for another, you know, heartbreak getting kicked out by Porto or Benfica or whoever. And that's just not good. And it's the same players. And I yeah. don't want us to aim for top four. I don't want us to keep talking about aiming for top four. I want us to shut up, play, and let's talk at the end of the season. And this is what I mean when I'm talking about protecting the players, um, babying them, and Max unwilling to associate himself with potential failure and taking accountability. This is my big thing. I can handle not making our objective because we're lying to ourselves if we say it isn't to aim for to try and win the Scudetto. That's bullshit. It is. I can deal with that, okay? I could deal with it not working out. What I can't deal with is the standard continuing to drop to where now these guys who you can't get to consistently perform at the level that we require, now all of a sudden, well, it's okay. We're still in the top four of the table. That's where we want to finish the season. No, it's not okay. It's not okay for Juventus to fall flat on their fucking face and gift wrap a game to any team. Whether it's Sassuolo, whether it's Inter, whether it's Empoli, it doesn't fucking matter. We gifted a game away, fell flat on our face, embarrassed ourselves, and then we're trying to tell ourselves top four is still the target. Excuse me. <coughs> it's bullshit. And the standard must be held across the board. So if somebody is actively counterproductive to this standard that you want to set, which will ultimately make men out of these guys and the ones that it isn't and can't get in line and find their way into it thank you but goodbye we're going to move forward and try and find the right characters that are going to come in here and be able to at least bring the desired standard and requirements to try and get to that level the level that we see ourselves at needing to be at it's this battle of if you think he's being realistic or if you think it's all bullshit. And for me, it's bullshit. But the manager needs to, I think, set the tone. And for that, I don't like what Allegri says. And that's why I'd rather him not even answer the fucking question completely rather than complete, than continuously say top four is the objective. 
it's not the objective. Fabrizio Ravanelli said it yesterday. No, top four, that's that's weak. Should never be a name. And you're not even playing in Champions League. So, of course. Yeah, and if it's realistic, give it to the board. Talk to them about it. Tell them that's what I can do with this team. Okay, we don't hear it. We don't know about it. We have no idea what they're talking about. But when you talk to the to the press, which is basically talking to the fans, you can't say that. You know what we expect. And someone mentioned it here, and I I swear I just uh, thought about it myself. This is kind of similar to what happened to Arsenal. It just you know it became worse and worse, and suddenly yeah. they they stopped talking about winning and aiming for first place, and let's just aim for top four. And two three years later, they were praying to get back into top four. Yeah. And started buying players that thought they were world class. You know, I think to this day, uh, you know, maybe not past the after the la last summer, but Nicola Pepe uh, was the top paid African player ever, like with the highest price ever. I, I have no idea what he does right now. They thought they signed a gem. Evidently, they didn't. That's kind of how I feel. With Juve at the moment, maybe we're giving players too much credit. Maybe it's the same type of stuff that Wenger kept saying and saying, and eventually the fans were praying to get into Europe, let alone top four. Yeah. Now, we don't have Arsenal's money. They kept spending millions and millions of bad players. So it might be worse for us. So we need to stop aiming and talking about what we aim to do. Just got to play football, play for the standard that Juve require, mentally, not on the pitch. I can deal with players doing technically bad if their heart is into it. Yeah. I can't do it the other way around. They don't care about technical players. They don't give a fuck where they play. That's the perfect way to put it. Now, we squeaked by Leche. We got the three points. That's ultimately all that matters. This weekend, Atalanta. Away. Huh? Away. Yeah. Atalanta away and that's going to be what it's been for us over the past few seasons difficult to say the least I think again we will learn more about this team the mindset and the mentality and I all I can do is hope and all I could do is pray that the majority of the guys get their shit together and not play the way they did yesterday because it was uninspiring and that's putting it lightly. At a home match. Yeah. I mean, Canada needs to be better. Everything needs to be better. But regardless, we're still UF fans. We'll still be here to cover the matches and watch all the matches. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. And I mean, you guys, the first time ever the live chat has booed me. But hey. No, no, he corrected himself. He meant the stadium. Oh, okay, okay. Which... To be fair, I'll accept the booze anyways if you disagree with me. I don't care. Um, you guys can mm -hmm. agree, disagree. We love it. We're all about the open discussions. And no matter what your opinion is, how you see it, it's all good. As long as there's respect involved. And uh, booing would have been funny. That was funny. I thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. Listen, um, I think it's a combination of everything. Okay? When I start to question the players, when I start to demand more out of them, it's not giving a free pass to anybody else that's involved. Okay, but Juve needs to really wake up, open their eyes and realize that uh, with each passing season and we continue to 
we continue to bring down that standard and start to try to accept top four, all this, start to try to accept that, yeah, we're just a Europa League team. Like maybe we're a Europa League team. No, fuck that. I'm not buying into all this nonsense, okay? It's time to push through. It's time for these players to sack up and, and get the job done. Allegri is kind of like the boss for these players. So even when I hear things like, okay, well, they, they don't like... How many bosses have you worked for that you actually liked? Like, just being serious. Like, how many bosses yeah. have you worked for that you actually liked? Very few. Very few. Very few yeah. bosses have I... Now, did my performance ever, like, change because of that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because for me, it was a sense of pride. And I knew what was on the line. And it's taken that next step in my career. Whether I stay here, whether I move forward and whatnot... And I did that and I dealt with pricks for a long, long time until I became manager and whatnot. So I'm just saying like, he's their boss. If they like him or not, I don't really care. I still need these guys to bring it game in, game out. And with one game a week, you shouldn't see uninspiring football. You really shouldn't. No. Next man up. Next man up. I agree. And someone here thinks I'm Beppe. I'm not Beppe. I'm sorry. Um, sorry to disappoint you. Um, <laughs> that's about it. All right. All right. Let's get to some store of the bard. We have time for a few of them. Okay. Let's go. Would you rather have Juve in top four and keep Allegri or outside top four and sack Allegri? Oh. Mm, that's pretty general. Uh, you mean by the end of the season? Yeah. Would you rather get top four and max stay or outside top four and sack Max? Uh, I think I still think that in order for Juve to move forward, it will be a lot harder to replace the roster than to replace the coach. So I'm still on the Allegri out, even if it means missing on Europe another season. I mean, if those are my only options. But I, I also said a couple of times, I'm happy to be wrong. I'll be happy if Allegri wins the Scudetto and, I'll, <laughs> and he'll shut me up forever. I really hope that's the case. Um, but... From what I've seen so far in the past three seasons, it will be easier to try a new system with a new coach after three years. I'm not, I wasn't all for replacing a coach year after year after year. And, you know, no one's getting his uh, his transfer market with the players he wants and have to deal with the player of the, foreman co of the former coach. But it's been three seasons. We know it's a money issue. We know he might have left before the summer even started if we had actually money to spend. Um, so, I still want to see him out. I hope he turns it around, but I want to see him out. So, if I have to pick out of these two, and get the booze ready, everybody, okay? Uh, you got you to gotta be in top four. We need that money more now more than ever. We can all see what Juve's trying to do. And it's write those books, and then we can move forward and really take a good, hard look. And Juntoli can bring the magic hopefully okay 
but he can't do so until we write the books. Making top four is a must. And like, again, I'm not worried about not making top four. We'll do so. But man, to fall outside top four, lose those resources again, means potentially some changes to the roster that's currently there, a roster that currently needs more work. And if we get handcuffed again, that's disaster, everybody. That's disaster, everybody. So for me, out of those options, I would take top four every day and twice on Sunday. However, I'm sticking by my theory that no matter what happens this season, I think Max walks at the end of the year, regardless of how it ends. And I'm standing by that one. And no, I'm not going to put any kits on the line, okay? But I'm standing standing firm with that one, okay? We got another one asking, are the young guys bringing doubt into the seniors? No. Mm, I, I don't think so. Danilo talked about it last season, and he said that he actually... They actually love the young guys because they don't have all the, the mental load from everything that happens. They just want to play, and it kind of infects the others. And that's at least what he said. Uh, whether it, if it translates to the pitch or not, that's a different story. Yeah. I I don't think so. And I would... Fuck, I would really hope not because that would just be yeah. sad. That would be extremely, extremely sad. The seniors are the ones that are supposed to be picking the youngsters up and guiding them and bringing them up. So if we're talking about this, I hope not. And I don't, I don't actually think that's the case. Probably one more. Let's see. Do you think Fajoli can play in Loka's role? I see fire in him, a sense of pride and he's good. I think, I think so. he can. Yeah, I think he can. Yep. Is it, gonna save everything i don't think so i don't think so for the i don't think so for the discussion we had earlier about how the midfield operates and they all need to rotate in and they all need to be more aware and this is why you know again i'm asking so much more from these players they don't look aware to me you should never be at this level playing this level and still have to be told where you should be positionally based on which one of your teammates is carrying the ball. That's actually a joke. That like they're so unaware, and I have a major problem with that. But do I think Fajoli can do it? Absolutely. He's got all the tools to play in that spot. So I think so. Could yield is be that missing creative piece we so desperately need. I would have loved to see him come in yesterday during the second half. I think Yildiz could potentially fall into one of the same situations that we had with Paolo Dybala. I think it's going to be interesting where he gets his minutes because he's kind of right in between this attacking mid and second striker. I really think like he's kind of right in between there. I think 10 would be stellar for him. But you're not going to take minutes from Federico Chiesa. And you're not going to play the two together. So I just, I don't see him getting the minutes. But I think he he should. He should. And we should test it more. But you also have a guy like Ealing Jr. that needs to get team. He needs to get minutes. But. Yeah. 
I, I don't want to put all the creation load on one player. You need a few of those around the team, and it doesn't feel like we have some right now. Like, if someone has to make a pass into a player's run, someone's running free in the midfield, uh, from the midfield to the area behind the defense, who do you want passing the ball to him? Is yeah. it Rabio? No. No. Is it Lucatelli? Is it Kostic? Is it McKenney? I, I don't know. I mean, looking back at Juve, even you know, last Allegri season, you still had players who can create those type of chances, those creativity, those guys who see all the field and know what the players around them do. You, you had your Pjanic and Dybala and even Ronaldo and Cancelo, and you had guys who could create something out of nothing, more than one. I don't want to expect Ildis to suddenly come in and be this creative force all on his own. It needs to come from the other guys as well. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it says there was another follow-up question here. What's the solution for having more creativity up top? For me, it's always been a simple solution and for multiple problems that we currently have. Like I just said about the rotation in the middle of the pitch. Base out your two midfielders. Two midfielder base, push the one forward centrally as an attacking mid. So you may, you've naturally form a triangle. It's a lot harder for a team to rule out two players ahead of your defense than it is one. Stretch them out. Spread them out. We'll be able to move it accordingly and then keep those attacking options like Fajoli. Maybe yield as if you want to try him in there. I wouldn't, but Fajoli, Miretti, and get them in the position to do damage. And that's what I would do. You've got Chiesa, who is very, very active as second striker. He's filling in space all over the place. I think a minor adjustment like that goes a long way for this Juve side. I honestly do. And I've been screaming that for I don't know how long. And again, the other teams that play in this setup do it. And they don't have any problems. I would do it. I would do it. Okay? That's just me. Yeah, I'm... I think we still need another player in there. Mainly because we don't have a striker who's really good with his back to goal. Vlahovic is awful at it. It takes him forever to turn around. Milik barely plays. Keane, I have no idea what he's doing these days. Um, we need someone else because our attacking plan is kind of evident. Chiesa is the live wire, the guy everyone looks to for creating chances and stretching the defense and taking players one-on-one and the striker is pretty static so i think we need another player in there that's why i'm always talking about the 4-3-3 because i don't think with our the, the current roster we have that two up front are enough vlahovic is tremendous with his face to go look at his goals against lazio that's what he can do when he gets the ball with his face to go with his back to go just go through you know a, a compilation of his goals See how many of them are with his back to goal and how many are with his face to goal. So we can't have them like rooted to the spot, looking to make the same moves, pass it to him with his back. He passes to Chiesa, runs inside and trying those double passes. We need another guy. Yeah. Yeah. Look at Nader here. This is the best podcast. My was a cathartic as hell, a football psych <laughs> session. There you go. Oh, you yeah. Go. We're, we're not expert. We are here to vent and, you know, air out our frustrations or enjoyments from Juve. 
but we're not the SPN reporters. So. I've got two more things before we sign off. Okay, we're gonna finish up with this one from Dell's. If you could bring back a prime version. Oh my God, I lost Omer. Oh, brutal. Hopefully he'll jump back on. We'll wait for him here. But I am gonna tackle this one. Okay, he's back. There we yeah, go. Yeah, accidentally clicked on hang up. Hang up. Too excited. Now, Dell's. If you could bring back a prime version of one of these guys to help the team, who do you pick? Buffon, Cannavaro, Nedved, ADP, Trezeguet. Who do you pick, Omar? ADP. Me too. And he did have yeah. the most assists, you know, in Juve history. And he could score them. It's, it's ADP for me. It's ADP for me. And a leader um, all day. But if yeah. you get prime version of ADP, oh, fuck. Lights out. Lights out. It's ADP. Yeah, that's going back to like 1998. That was yeah. one hell of a player. Yeah, Ballon d'Or chase there that season. So yeah, ADP. Now, I said, we got one more thing to finish up. Karma. Karma will always come back to get you. All right. It will always come back. And rear its vengeful head. Okay. Here we go. Yes, I was hoping you'd talk about it. All last season, we had to hear about this moral fucking high ground from Napoli fans. All right. Oh my God. The moral high ground. Juve and these cheaters in this plus Valenza case, even though it's only worth 3.6%. Oh my, my, how the mighty have fallen. I absolutely love it. And I've kept all the receipts talking dynasty, okay? And yesterday, oh my God, was it ever beautiful to watch, okay? Absolutely loved it. Loved watching every second of it. Number one, they're struggling with results. Love it. Inject it to my veins. Number two, De Laurentiis, again, still being investigated for this Osimhen deal. Beautiful. False accounting. Oh, inject it to my veins. One million kits trying to capitalize on a cokehead that you actually pushed away from your club. And I love Maradona, okay, like as a player. Okay, so take it easy. Take it easy. But they're trying to cash in on the guy's death, even though they did him dirty, sent him away at the end. Um, and then... A simple two little TikTok videos spark the fire. And Osimhen has deleted everything tied to Napoli off his Instagram account. He never signed a renewal. So there is no renewal deal done in place. Oh my God, this is just beautiful to see. It is just beautiful to see, you know. And Ugh. I did say at the start, like, because I'll be quite honest, everybody. I didn't realize that. Coconut was like a derogatory term, like, like a racist. I, I term. personally never heard. I've it, never you know, heard in a, it in a racist term. I yeah, I've, I've never, never heard, heard that in a racist like manner, or that never even knew that. And I was but told yesterday not, that that is in fact uh, obviously like that. Now, nonetheless, that's like a five-year-old running their accounts. I mean, that was in poor taste, even if it's not racist. And if you look at their videos, like they're just terrible in general because then everybody started posting everything that they do because naturally you're going to get Chihuahuas trying to defend their club and they're just saying, it's just like some young kid that runs the uh, 
the uh, TikTok account or whatever. Look at all these other videos. Well, it still doesn't make it right if he used a racist term towards one of your players. Absolute joke. Absolute joke and laughable. And man, who knows what's going to happen now. But uh, Osiman has deleted everything from his Instagram associated with Napoli. And his agent has come out and said that they are looking to take legal action, anything at the cost of protecting his client, uh, Victor Osiman. Oh you know my God, like? wild stuff. You know what I like the most? Um, they had their first championship in I, I don't know how many years, um, and half a decade, whatever, from since the 80s or something. Now, after that season, their coach left, their best defender left, their sporting director left for a rival club, nonetheless. It took six games for Osimhen to, to, to just, you know, lose it at the club. So they've won one championship and everything is crumbling down. How? How? I mean, again, flash in the pan, lightning in a bottle. That's it. Those guys played yep. out of their heads for a season. They got it done, but a dynasty? Well, I think a dynasty would start with the player at the forefront being able to bag a goal within five months mm -hmm. of play. So you could yeah. start there with uh, Cavada Dona. But uh, anyways, I'm here Making for it, everybody. Yeah. And I love Make it. And even if we're frustrated with the play over the past two games, and Atalanta is going to be tough on the weekend... I'm going to be following this and loving every single second of it, baby. Those chihuahuas. And I kept all the receipts. There. Karma's yeah, a bitch, Napoli. Where's that moral high ground now? I absolutely love it. Down in flames goes the dynasty. Mm -hmm. A one-year dynasty. They're finished. They never even began. They never even yeah. began. Okay. Serie A continues to not run away from Juventus. Juventus is stumbling, and I will always say that. Okay. You know, you know that I kind of want him to do better because I don't want him sacking Rudy Garcia. I, I want know. Him I want him to stay there forever. I can't. Yeah, I can't have them losing two or three games because then they'll sack him immediately. And no, I want him to stay till the end of the season and keep ruining the club from within because uh, we know. He's, you know, a crybaby. And we yeah. all remember him from his Roma days, and we all remember him from that awful Lyon game against Sarri. And the guys just hated the cross Uber, even without being Napoli coach. So even him failing at Napoli is actually adding more more sugar on top of that uh, sandwich. It's, it's a beautiful sight right now, everybody. It's a beautiful yeah. sight. So let's enjoy that and take that into the next game, all right? Uh, at least as the big positive that came out of yesterday because I love every second of it. You guys, I made it through under the weather. I got to go take care of the sick girls in the house now, all right? Omar, as always, an absolute pleasure. Live chat, please drop a like before you sign out. You guys were fantastic again today. Felt better just airing everything out, okay? Feel much, much better. Let's get ready for Atalanta. You guys know the drill. Match day live and then watch along. All right. Till next time, as always, fino alla fine. Forza Juve. Ciao a tutti. Yeah.